Welcome to the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. From now until kickoff, Fred Huebner and Brian Handler talking Bears football. Listen live on ESPN 1000 and the new ESPN Chicago app. Presented by Points Bet Sportsbook. Also brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka, ComEd's Energy Efficiency Program, Marquee Sports Network, and CBDMD. Are you ready? Um, yeah. Welcome to the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Peace up. A-Town. Yeah. Well, Brian, we talked last week when we were getting ready for that uh, Packers turned out to be debacle. uh, (laughs) That we might talk again next this week. And we are because the Bears made the playoffs as the number seven seed, thank you, COVID, I guess. And the Rams. Thank the, you, Rams. And the Rams. And the Rams. And I, you had to mention the Rams. I was wow. aggravated as it was. All of a sudden, obviously, Jared Goff's thumb wasn't as bad as we originally thought, was it? Well, it was Jeez. my key game yesterday, so thank you, Jared. Thank you, Rams. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, God. Seattle. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, well, you know, you look at it and... Um, Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on the odds couple. On fire. Yeah. On fire, those guys. Exactly. And uh, they were talking about trends. And I'm not a big fan of the trends. That's why I went 0-3 yesterday, because I bet the favorites. And they none of them covered. Not one of the favorites covered That's yesterday. true, right? Yeah. yeah. So hopefully that stays the same this week, uh, today. I mean, right now the Titans are up. And they're not the favorite in this game. It's Baltimore's the favorite. The Saints are the favorite. And then Pittsburgh's the favorite. So we'll see well, how. When, uh, when Frank Reich was going for um, two yesterday, pretty early in that game, I thought he was just trying to cover. Yeah. Not actually trying to win the game. <laughs> but he still had allegiance to the Bills. Yeah. Uh, sure. Sure he did. <laughs> hey, he was he was the guy that had that huge comeback. He was the quarterback for Buffalo with that huge comeback back in the day against uh, the Oilers, wasn't he? Speaking of trends, Fred, yeah. um, uh, I tweeted out a, a story from Yahoo Sports. Very interesting about the record number uh, in offense this year league-wide, right? In terms of scores, you saw it again yesterday. I mean, all very high-scoring games, right? Yeah. And um turns out the league sent a directive to its officials in September to basically just call the obvious penalties and ignore the other stuff. In particular, everyone thought Khalil Khalil Mack's been held pretty much the entirety of the season. Right. You're probably right because, uh, you know, he he said, you know, every week he tells the officials, hey, you see this guy's grabbing my neck. I can't move. And they were basically told, don't call anything that impedes scoring drives. And it's a fascinating story because everything, all the all the numbers, the the penalties are down and the points are up, and, and it doesn't lead to more scoring drives per se. It just leads to sustained scoring drives and more points coming out of those drives. So, as much as the Bears' offense came on late against bad defenses, the fact that it struggled as much as it did when the rest of the league was setting records for points and being right. allowed. The offense being allowed to do whatever, manhandle defenses to keep it, the quarterbacks upright and throwing, offensive uh, holding penalties are way down. It's just remarkable. Anyone who doubted that the league wants it's all about offense and scoring, read this story uh, and find it out there. You can find it on, on my Twitter feed at, at Brian Hanley 534 But a lot of stats in there and um, 
you know, for the league, just say, hey, you know, if it's obvious and everyone's going to be saying everyone could see that, you have to call that. You have to drop that flag. But if the guy holds the, you know, sacks are down league wide everywhere. So. Well, apparently, but apparently, when when this was happening, nobody told the Bears' offensive line when uh, when uh, Nick Foles no. was quarterbacking because right. he was in, he was you know constantly in fear, uh, and that's why he was throwing off his back foot and everything else. And that was a big stretch of the time where they were not scoring points when he played, and the Bears were losing uh, a bunch exactly of games. Exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. They could have gotten away with felonious holding if they wanted to. Apparently, they didn't get the memo because. The good, de- the good uh, offensive coordinators clued into this early because I, they didn't make, they didn't tell the teams about it. They just right. told the officials. Yeah. And all of a sudden, people said, "Hey, we can get away a little bit more than we have in the last uh, three, four, five, ten years." So, so, the, so the other, the other team was holding Khalil Mack, but whoever the Rams were playing decided not to hold Leonard Floyd. Right. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> boy, did he look good yesterday. Yeah, oh. I know. They said he had, I mean, this year I could have, I saw somewhere that they said he had seven sacks of Russell Wilson this year. Yeah. Seven. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, to, to this, this story showed that offensive defensive penalty margins per game uh-huh. the last 11 seasons, less than one, right? It's 0.4. So okay. they pretty much balanced it out, right? They're yeah. dropping flags on the offense and they drop, drop them equally on the defense. This year? Defensive penalties in 2020, it went up from uh, the margin is 13.2 from 0.4. So it's just like offense can get away with anything they want. Yeah. And rush, rushing yards are up per per attempt. Sack ratios are down. But anyway, the Bears' offense, the Bears' defense today, going to face an offense that's among the tops in the league, whether they're holding or not. And Unfortunately, they get they get healthy today, much healthier than the Bears are going to get. So they've got a full complement on offense. They're missing one of their key defensive guys, but Roquan Smith is out, and so is Darnell Mooney. And that's boy, huge. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, neither either side of the ball, you can't afford to lose either one of those guys. No, you can't. And the the NFL knew what they were doing scheduling the Bears today as opposed to yesterday because um, Alvin Kamara could not have come off the COVID reserve right. list until today. So if they would have played yesterday, he could not have played. Um, and still, it's it's still, you know, up in the air, I guess, um, for later on today before, you know. So they knew what they were doing when they scheduled this game for today. Um, they did have Alvin Kamara the last time these two teams played, and Kamara oh took advantage. I mean, he, was, he had 12 runs for 67 yards, but he had nine catches for 96, and yep. I just went back and watched one. He just, like, he just ran through the Bears' offense for about 60 yards. And, um, you know, but they also get Deontay Harris back, uh, who's also a receiver, and he's a return man. And Michael Thomas, who... Yep. Has, has been he's been out almost the entire season. Fantasy guys know that because Michael Thomas is one of the guys you're grabbing in the first or second round of your fantasy draft, depending on how many guys are in your league. And he's been down the whole season. Now he's coming back. That's just what the Bears need when they've got cornerbacks down. Um, you know, Eddie Jackson with no interceptions this year. Kyle Fuller with one. Then you got Vildor. And um, Duke Shelley, who I felt bad for Duke Shelley last week. I kept looking. I go, who's this number 20 that the Packers keep beating? Oh, that's Duke Shelley. Yeah. Um, he was just running around with like a chicken with his head cut off. That was his second game out there, right? Yeah. Second or third. Yeah, yeah second. second or third. So it's it was just, it was a shame because that, you know, Aaron Rodgers just took advantage of a young secondary and he was able to do that. Now, 
Drew Brees will probably try and do the same thing. The one advantage you have, and we'll be here for a couple hours. We're here until 3.30, You want to talk Bears and Saints, you think the Bears have a chance in this game. we got a couple of poll questions. We'll get to those in just a little bit. But you look at it, and the one difference between this week and next week, or this week and last week, last week Aaron Rodgers can get away from the, from the rush. Drew Brees doesn't leave the pocket much. He's pretty much in the pocket all the time. Um, so if you put pressure on him, and now you have Akeem Hicks, you put him, if he can you know, step up, maybe Drew Brees will have nowhere to step up. Maybe the defense can actually get to Drew Brees a little bit today. Well, and not only that, I mean, you look at, at the, the Bears offense, and last week, you know, the surging, great surging, reinvigorated Bears offense, it started great. You know, they get a touchdown on their opening drive, but that would be the only offensive touchdown of the game. Right. Right. Um, all of a sudden, the running game wasn't very effective. And I don't know if it's just playing Green Bay and all of a sudden things start going south and everyone, you know, everything looks bad because that's what happens. But they're going to, I mean, look, the, the, the Saints over under for points today is 30 because they're, that's their league average, right? 30.1. And they're, they're among the league leaders in points per game. Right. And sadly, the Bears are back to over under of 19. And the league average was 25-26 a couple weeks ago. And when the Bears start putting up games of 30, 30, more than 30 for four, four weeks, okay, you know, the, the discussion was, was it simply playing bad defenses or was the, the Bears offense finally figuring it out? And it's probably a combination of both. But can you, if this thing is a track meet today, can the Bears keep up? Can the Bears offense do it? Because last week the answer was no, they couldn't. Yeah, they did get a couple of touchdowns throwing the ball when they played the Saints earlier in the season. Darnell Mooney caught one. He, we know he won't be there. And also, it was Allen Robinson with a touchdown catch from Nick Foles. Now you have Mitchell Trubisky. You don't have Darnell Mooney. And you'll probably have Anthony Miller. Miller actually didn't have a bad game against them. He had eight catches for 73 yards against New Orleans. That's a good sign. Maybe he, you know, he realizes in week eight he did this. Maybe he can do something similar. The line on today's game right now, the latest from uh, Points Bet Sportsbook, and we'll get... More from Teddy Greenstein a little bit later in the show. New Orleans, a 10.5-point favorite in the over-under. Like you said, 30 for New Orleans, 19 for the Bears. The over-under is 48.5, so it's right there. And that line opened at, what, 8.5? And And it was just going up and going up. Yeah. And I think I tweeted earlier in the week, how many points would you have to get to take the Bears? Because no one's giving them a chance in this game. Now, a lot of times, coaches use that as their to their advantage, right? Sure. But by kickoff, that might be twelve. Might be a twelve point line. Yeah, I you mean, may you may want to wait till the very last minute. I put mine in. I have ten. I think yeah. the Bears getting ten, and I said, you know what? Maybe last game of the year. Who knows? Maybe something will happen. So you would mention it. The Saints over under for points is thirty. That's one of our poll questions. How many points must the Bears hold New Orleans to in order to win? Zero to ten, eleven to twenty, twenty one to thirty. Or it doesn't matter. They can't win. You can get that on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Along with one, I mentioned this yesterday a couple times because Steve Greenberg, the guy over at the Sun-Times, I love the Sun-Times. I love the Saturday Sun-Times column, too, or paper, too, because it's so much sports there and it's really cool. And now that with so much sports being played, the Blackhawks start on Wednesday. And, you know, it was nice for Corey Crawford to wait till the hockey show was over before he announced his retirement yesterday. I got a bone to pick with uh, with Crow. But, you know, it's it's interesting. I'll just tell you, Pat yeah. Boyle and I were talking before the show. Uh-huh. And we both agreed because he had he had left with a, pers- a personal leave of absence from the Devils yeah, for the missed, last four like, or five days. Right, four practices. Yeah, and, and PB and I both said we were talking before the show, 
it won't shock me when he announces his retirement. The problem with an hour show, we had so many other things to talk about with the Blackhawks. Yeah. We forgot to bring it to the air. Sure. <laughs> we sure. both knew it was coming. I didn't know it was coming at, you know, at necessarily at 1130, um, Chicago time yesterday. Yeah. But, but you know, it, it, we said, oh, yeah, this you could tell when, when he didn't come to a contract with the Blackhawks. Right. It, it, it's great that he can walk away from $8 million. Sure. Uh, there was a two-year contract with the New Jersey, but God bless Crow. He said he's giving it his all to hockey and doesn't have any more to give. I think he was just heartbroken that he wasn't going to get another go around with the Blackhawks. But that said, it's all about the Bears today. Yeah, well, so here, so Steve Greenberg, over the during the week, the Sun-Times ran a poll. Which side of the ball are you more confident in for the Bears on Sunday, offense or defense? I wanted to run the same poll because – there's, they said, the Sun-Times poll said 54.6, so 55% said they're more confident in the offense than the defense. Hmm. And I don't know what those numbers should be. So we threw that poll up there also. We've got another one, too. You can get all the polls on Twitter at ESPN1000. we got a lot to do today. At um, 11, make that at one thirty. Hours are all, my times are all screwed up. At one thirty, <laughs> yeah. Because the game, late games always, always I know. screw you up. There's games right? going on and all this other stuff. So um, Carmen is doing something today. I saw him. He's making the food. He's getting ready to make tacos for Yurko and Waddle, who are going to be at his house, socially distanced, in the garage watching the game and you can watch the game with those guys because wow. you can bring it to twitch.tv carmen's going to join us at 1 30 and talk to us about exactly how that's going to happen we What's also bourbon have bourbon is he pouring today I, I, it's, i'm sure there'll be some all I the mean, bourbons all of them yeah with those guys <laughs> over there they're going to sample everything they'll, they'll probably do a shot every time the bears score so oh, they well, may yeah. not you know they may be, be able to sleep in the garage well or... if they do it every time the bears score they may be able to drive home uh <laughs> So anyway, you get, we've got Mike Triplett with the uh, New Orleans Saints previewed around 2.30. J.D. will join us just before we're done at around 3 o'clock. And, and later in the show, very late in the show, we're going to run a Bears 2020 season review. It's been an interesting season with Mitch starting, then Foles coming in, then Mitch coming back and everything that's happened. So we'll play that before we get out of here at 3.30. Don't forget the post-game show. It'll be Jeff Meller and Howard Griffith. They'll break it down for you. Who knows? The Bears could pull an upset. We might be doing this again next week, but we'll, we may not also. So jump on in. You want to talk some Bears football, 312-332-3776. Hanley and Hubner right here on ESPN 1000. The Double H Attack is back. Hubner. Come on, turn around. Hanley. This is the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Bet Sportsbook, the fast and easy way to bet. Download the Points Bet app now. We'll take a look at some of the uh, bets you can make on uh, Points Bet a little bit later on. We'll also hear from Teddy Greenstein, so he'll tell us how the game is being bet by some of the uh, bettors as they gear up for the kickoff today. Um, super wild card weekends, and uh, yesterday's was great. When the second game ended, you, you couldn't turn quick enough to the, uh, the third game because they were all ready to kick off. And um, just a lot of fun, Brian. I mean, that's exactly what the NFL is looking for in this weird, bizarre season. And uh, it's worked out perfect for them so far. Yeah, it was. It really was an entertaining day of football yesterday. And here's hoping the, the Bears throw a surprise party and make it a really entertaining day for Chicago Bears fans today because no one in the world has given them a chance. No. And as we've already mentioned, the line is only going one way, and it's going the Saints' way, and it has been all week. Yeah, it's been the big, biggest line all week long. 
uh, now up to like ten and a half. And, um, you know, all the other games are – it's funny. The game last night, I thought – well, both. Both of – two of the games yesterday. When Wolford got hurt, I said, okay, what's going on now? And then you bring Goff in. I said, well, how's he going to throw the ball with a broken thumb? That was pretty amazing. Aikman couldn't couldn't believe he was throwing the ball. He figured after having surgery on your thumb, he was going to be out for the rest of the year. And then in that second game, you know who knew who Taylor Heineke was? And oh boy, he's he like, became the rage of Twitter, the rave of Twitter yesterday. Everyone loved. Everyone, why isn't he in the Bears uniform? Oh, how many times did you see that from people uh, tweeting yesterday all day long? I mean, it was and crazy. he had a sprained uh, sp- a sprained AC joint yesterday. Came back in the game. I mean, the guy looks like he's five foot nothing, right? Yeah. I mean, he's a slight quarterback, but boy, huge heart yesterday. And I mean, he really tried to, I mean, he, he met the moment, but he just couldn't do it by himself. And he eventually he couldn't do it because he was hurt, but it, it was fun. I mean, that's yeah. what you love about these playoffs. You don't know what to expect. Well, and then who knows what's, how Aaron Donald's going to be. He went down and he got hurt. They said ribs, and then he was out for a while. And I have not seen the Seattle Seahawks look as bad as they did yesterday. I mean, that, yeah. they, they were pitiful. Boy, they were screaming at each other on the sidelines, yeah. and Pete Carroll didn't seem to have control of it. They're, they're just there's been something about that team throughout the season that they they haven't been firing on all cylinders. But you know, they didn't have the the twelfth uh, man there, obviously, because they had an empty stadium. So it was. Um, you know, it, it, once that game started to get a slip away from them, you just didn't feel they were coming back, and they didn't. And you mentioned Aaron Donald, Fred. You know, the one thing about uh, the Saints today, they're going to be without Trey Hendrickson. Yep. 13 and a half sacks, second or tied with Aaron Donald in the regular season. Um, so that that's as much as we're going to have to figure out who's going to step up and try to fill the Roquan Smith void here for the Bears. Um, they're getting real healthy on offense, but they're missing a, a pretty important cog on defense with uh, Hendrickson being out with a, a neck injury. Yeah, there's no doubt. And you talked about, um, you know, Seattle usually with that 12th man, and they even promoted that way going into the game with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. They talked about how usually they have that. Matt Nagy talked earlier this week about the advantage of going down to the Superdome to play New Orleans when them not they don't have a whole lot of fans down there. Biggest thing is I, I, I've been to pretty much every stadium in the NFL, and when you when you talk about the advantage that they have being inside uh it gets really really loud so when you're on when you're an opponent and you're on offense that's where you get a disadvantage because they can be so loud and um you know it's it's hard it's hard to communicate but that's nowhere right now across the league so it is certainly a different year um it takes that advantage that home field advantage away what it would normally be for any of these home teams so I think it's probably, you know, for most teams, it's going to be what it's been all year long, which is not many people in these stands or at least not enough to affect your game planning. You look at the game that's on right now, the Titans and the Ravens, and they're just going to halftime. But there's fans in the stands there. And from what I was understanding, Tennessee has one of the worst uh, COVID things going on right now. Uh, but there's fans all over well, the place. Well, because Nashville's open, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, 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 people are flying down to the cities that, if, if you're in Chicago or Philadelphia, sure. or New York, yeah. and you, you're just you're done, you've got cabin fever, and like I'm getting on a plane, I'm going somewhere where I can get a meal, a drink, and go to a concert or, or go see a game. And you know, the one thing about these empty stadiums, I know Matt Nagy's talked about it and how odd it is, and you know, it took a while for players and coaches to adjust to not having crowd noise. But you also wonder when there isn't as much or any noise, depending where you're playing, how is there confusion and the fact that the Packers, uh, you know, was a Matt LaFleur said after the game that he felt like 
there was confusion on the Bears defense on the 73 yard right. TD pass, which actually came a second after the play clock ran out. But yeah, you know, don't call the, don't call the penalties and Apparently, take away, like you were saying this, early. Yeah, yeah. yeah, unless it's real obvious, it was obvious enough. But I guess it wasn't three seconds after the clock. Anyway, and Matt Nagy, no, 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 no confusion. Well, whatever it was, confusion or not, they didn't have the right defense because it looked way too damn easy. If they if they allow Drew Brees to do that today uh it's going to be a quick afternoon for the uh, chicago bears well you and i talked a little bit about it last week and i talked about it with mark zander also last week and people were talking about well you know you need to put some pressure on on, on uh, aaron Rodgers. you need right. to blitz him it's like no no, no you can get trouble doing that yeah that's not a good thing you don't want to blitz him he's not an idiot he'll pick up your blitz and he'll get rid of the ball beforehand and that's exactly what he did on that play uh duke shelley couldn't get there in time and all of a sudden you know, you've got, you know, a linebacker trying to, you know, Danny Trevathan trying to stay. Good with, luck. Yeah, with one of the fastest guys on the field and Marquez uh, Valdez-Scantling. It's like, no, that's not happening. And um, that was brutal, absolutely brutal. And the offense last week of the Packers, very good. Now you're going up against Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, and you get, they get Michael Thomas back. You get Jared Cook, who caught a touchdown pass. Remember that? Week eight, two seconds to go in the half, and he catches oh. a touchdown pass. And he was wide open. It's like, how do you leave the guy like that? You know, a tight end wide open in the, in the end zone. So Nagy was asked this week, how do you stop the Saints offense? Yeah, well, it's obviously a huge part of this game. You have um, a head coach that's been working with a quarterback for a long time. You have a quarterback that's been working with these guys, um, these skilled players, for for a pretty long time. And and so um, you you see schematically the challenge that they present with the different things that they do, whether it's tempo or whether it's the personnel switches, uh, you know, getting the ball out, uh, taking shots, being able to do different things there. That's a big challenge. And, and what they try to do is, is keep you on your heels and dictate the, the tempo and dictate what's going to happen each and every play. So for us, I think it's important that we just uh, continue to just stay um, calm, cool, and collected, you know, throughout the game. Uh, you're also talking with a team, Mike, that has a lot of playoff experience across the board, and that's an advantage for them going into that. But um, we just got to make sure defensively that we do everything we can to, to try to get takeaways, um, play smart football, and then play, to, play, to, play together, you know, play fast, um, run around, have fun, cut it loose. And I, I think when we do that, um, we're, we're a pretty good defense. That would be nice to see. It would be nice to see them uh, actually catch balls that are thrown to them because Aaron Rodgers should have had three interceptions last week, but the Bears dropped all three of them, uh, including Eddie Jackson. Uh, and Kendall Vildor had one. And the Barkevious Mingo, I mean, he could have caught it, but it was a really nice play for him to knock the ball down. But, um, yeah. Well, the Bears, the, we've talked about it throughout the season. The, in 2018, the Bears had, what, 36, 38 yes. takeaways, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Top of the league. Right. Uh, and I mean, set up the offense, gave him great field position. It wasn't that like the offense was a, was scoring in bundles, but no. they were giving him every opportunity to get points. They, the bears have 10 interceptions in 16 games. Yep. And if you want to take a look at the saints defense, they have what 18. So um, it's, I, I it's, it, you're going to have to find a way to take the ball away from Drew Brees or, or, Camara or Thomas or right. you know the last time these teams played they didn't have three or four of their wide receivers right yes Emmanuel Sanders and Callaway they were out um, and this thing Drew Brees 
Camara uh, and Michael Thomas have only been on the field together for 10 quarters. <laughs> now, that's, either that, that's a good thing or a bad thing. Either they're, they're going to be rusty and not sure what, uh, what the other guy's doing, or it's, my gosh, hold, you know, hold your breath because now they've got that much more offense uh, potency going because they're, all their tools are on the field again. Yeah, yeah, no, it's absolutely amazing. And uh, you look at it, and uh, Eddie Jackson, no interceptions this year. Kyle Fuller has one. And um, the Bears have gone without a takeaway in five games this year. They've lost all five of those games. Yeah. So, you know, taking the ball away is an important thing. We know that. And uh, trying to get a takeaway against Drew Brees and this team is going to be really important. We'll see what they can do. 312-332-3776. We told you two of our poll questions. The other one is, with Roquan Smith out, which is horrible because he's played so well this year, side to side, and he's all over the field, uh, which defensive player must be a star today? Hicks, Mack, Quinn, or the combination of Woods and EA Booneyway, because these two guys are filling in for Roquan Smith right now. Woods, we saw he had some problems over the last week or so when Roquan was down for a little while, and then uh, when he got hurt again in the game against the Packers, he's had some problems. Then he hurt a foot, I think it was. So uh, we'll see who actually gets the start there. The Bears are a little beat up, and uh, we'll see what Chuck Pagano can put together to slow down this Saints offense. Brian Hanley, Fred Hubner, 312-332-3776. You can watch the game today earlier in the week. I'm sorry. I don't care if the game's on Nickelodeon. I'm not watching Nickelodeon, okay? I don't have any kids. I don't care that the game's on Nickelodeon. Stop telling me the game's on Nickelodeon. I don't care. I don't care if SpongeBob's doing the post game or the halftime. I don't care. It doesn't matter. But, SpongeBob, no pants. You know exactly. Well, speaking of that, that's probably what we'll get in Carmen's garage because you got Carmen, Yurko, and Waddle. They're going to be on Twitch TV. We come back. We'll talk to Carmen about exactly what's going to happen on Twitch TV on the ESPN One Thousand Chicago site a little bit later on today. Don't go anywhere. Carmen will break it down for us. He'll tell us about the good food he's got for these guys and everything else. Hanley and Hubner here on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on ESPN 1000. Continuing, continuing, continuing Bears coverage. Follow us on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Follow us on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. And we have more Bears right now. The Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. We're in the position to do some things now. I feel good. I feel good. I feel like I'm in a good mental space. Can't really focus on in the 17 weeks prior. You know, again, I mean, our challenge is right ahead of us. They let us in. It's, oh, man, it's going to be fun. Now the Bears seem to be ready. You let them in. It's going to be fun. That's what Khalil Mack had to say. It's the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Points Bet Sportsbook, the fast and easy way to bet in the sports you care about. Download the Points Bet app now to get $100 in free bets when you deposit $20 with code ESPN. Brian Hanley, Fred Hubner, we're here till about 3.30. And, Brian, the game is going to be interesting. For some reason, some people are going to look at Nickelodeon. And, it, again, it won't be me because I'll have the game on. And I will also, on my computer or on my phone, go to twitch.tv because three of our guys are going to be doing um they're going to be analyzing <laughs> and when Yurko's analyzing football i'm listening uh, pay attention yeah well carmen too as we have carmen they're all going to carmen's house carmen what's going on what up boys yeah uh we're going to be imbibing and analyzing so 
<laughs> that could be kind of fun, right? I mean, let's see what happens here. I, yeah, there are no FCC limitations or restrictions on what can be said uh, on Twitch. So, I mean, we'll keep it somewhat clean, but, you know, there there could be an F-bomb or two, depending on the uh, the flow of the game. We're not afraid time, to lose this afternoon. What time does Randy have to pick up uh, everybody? <laughs> uh, it's funny because Danny Zetterman texted me this morning, and he said, <laughs> he said, uh, are Yurk and Waddle Ubering to your house? They should be. And I said, I don't know, but if I were going to one of their homes, I would Uber. Yes. Um, but that's me. I'm a little bit more of a degenerate, I guess. <laughs> I think they're both driving. Um, they're going to get here in a little bit. I, I'm, it's just funny. I was taking halftime of the first game here, um, talking to you fine gentlemen, and just kind of going through final preparations in the garage. I did the dry run with the TV. Uh, I got a, a, luckily my brother-in-law had like a 30-foot-long HDMI cable, so we're just literally <laughs> rigging. We've got an HDMI cable in my living room in the cable box and just running it through my living room, out the door, into the garage, plugging it into the TV, and we had it running last night. It works perfectly. It's just hey, like watching you, the TV in the house. Sure. If you have any, if you have any troubles, just call Cap. He's really good with that stuff. Yeah, I can imagine. Right, that's the guy I want to troubleshoot. I'm going to get the bonfire going in a little bit here. Uh, I got the fire pit. Ready. Oh boy. Yeah, it's going well, to. Well, that could be, be uh, dangerous. Be fun. Yeah. Well, well, I know, right? We, I, we saw. I saw on your uh, Twitter that there's going to be tacos. You're working on that, and then as soon as uh, I. I Yep. As soon as I said that to Brian, he goes, well, how, uh, what kind of bourbon? And I said, well, knowing you, there's going to be whatever kind you want. There's whatever they want. Um, they can help themselves. I know Waddle's not much of a bourbon guy. He likes scotch more. I do have I do have a little scotch. Not much. It's mostly bourbon and rye. Uh, Yurko definitely likes it. So I told them that they are welcome. Uh, anybody, whoever comes over, is always welcome to uh, any pour uh, in the house. There's, there's one that's got, like, there's literally one bottle out of probably about 100 20 or so that Jeez. I have that uh, kind of has some restrictions on it, but uh, there's there's just one. Everything else, 120, one yeah, two zero, give or give or take about one two zero. Yeah, I know I have a problem, Brian. I do. <laughs> well, I, no, <laughs> no, you don't. Actually, it, it sounds like you're living life large. Yes, uh, it does. I don't, know. I know Danny Zetterman was all over uh, Twitter yesterday because they had the picture of Tom Brady and uh, George Blanda. Oh. Oh great! And, and you know, Danny, I eat healthy, so everybody should. Uh, Z Zetterman, you know, like you know, you are what you eat. Look at this guy. Brady looks like he's twenty three, and Blanda looked like he was seventy three, and they were the same age. The picture, you know, what? How old were they? Forty or whatever. Forty three, I think. Forty three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is that was a remarkable picture, wasn't it? I mean, like Danny's right. I, I mean, we we've come a long way in learning how to take care of ourselves as I talk about all the bourbon we're going to drink. I mean, Blando <laughs> looked like he was 80. He did. He did. I mean, like, it was unbelievable, wasn't well, it? Well, Yurk, Yurk tweeted out that the, they had ashtrays welded uh, inside the Packers locker room at halftime and smoking was a thing back Crazy. in the early you 90s. You go in for halftime and you fire up a Marlboro Red like as you're playing an NFL game. Well, Crazy we had, how much things have changed. Yeah, we had the best line. We used to work with Doug Buffone and Doug, oh boy. Doug <laughs> used to have stickum on his hands and so what he did was he had someone else line up cigarettes for him and he would just put his hand down, they'd light them, and he would just he would just smoke each one until they were ready for the second half and then someone would have to rip them off his hands and then go back on out to the field. So yeah. That's unbelievable. I, you know, I, I thought for a second Doug was going to say, you know, kind of like, you know, it's a funny thing in the NFL. You guys ever notice this? Like, for some reason, NFL players, 
can't squeeze the water bottle, the water or the Gatorade into their own mouth. There's like a guy or a right. lady on the sideline yes. that does it for them. I've yeah. never understood. I've never seen that in any other sport, but in the NFL, somebody's got to come over and hold the bottle and squeeze it in their mouth. I thought you, you were should say see. Doug, like literally had an equipment guy hold the cigarette while Doug was smoking it in the locker room. <laughs> you should see the training program for those uh, for those jobs right. for Gatorade right. sporter. Oh yeah. 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 See, it's, in like, hockey, it's like training for to be a ball boy at the U.S. Open or something. I, yeah. I'm sure it's very rigorous. I, I've never understood that about the NFL. No, and we see the guys in hockey. And they're on the bench. They're always squeezing it themselves. They're always squeezing the water yeah, bottle themselves. They're taking their own teeth out. Are you kidding me? <laughs> sure they are. Exactly. Sure they I've are. Never, it's like, only in football does that happen. Only in the NFL. Somebody squeezes your water for you. So, mm-hmm. so what, the people that want to watch this tonight, the, today, the best thing to do is have the game on your TV and then on yeah. your iPad or your phone or whatever, go to twitch.tv yeah. and the ESPN 1000 Chicago, right? That's it. As simple as that, Freddie. You got it. I mean, if you've got your laptop next to you or your, your, your smart device, obviously, if you've got the app on there, just download the Twitch app. Or if you're on a, a, you know, on a computer, if you're on your laptop and you want to do it, just go to twitch.tv. And uh, search ESPN 1000 Chicago. It's the same, you know, channel that you always watch us on, right? Um, and all the shows on the radio station on Twitch, like you guys right now. So it's just what, the Twitch will be up and running, and we're going to fire it about hey, three thirty on the wh- channel. While, while you're still sober, how are we betting this game? You're you're you know one of the odds couples here. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and I put out a tweet again this morning. Uh, you know, the dogs have ruled this weekend here yeah. for the last couple of years. It was a, a clean sweep yesterday at. Uh, Three and zero. I mean, the underdogs are now thirteen and two against the spread. That's amazing on Wild Card Weekend since two thousand seventeen. Uh, today, actually, uh, if uh, I did bet all three games, I won't. But if I had to bet all three games, I would have bet two of the favorites and one underdog. But the the dog I'd bet if I'm forced to make a pick would be the Bears getting the ten. I, I think uh, ten and a half. half now it might playoff, be twelve. Yeah, ten and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah ten and a half. I would I would make that again. I'm not going to. I'm just if you're asking an opinion on which side, I would say take the Bears in the points. Any I do props? like the other two favorites. I'm on the I'm on the, the Ravens. Luckily, they came back there in the second half, and I, and I think the Steelers are going to win tonight and cover against the Browns too. But uh, yeah, it's been a dog. It's been a dog uh, weekend for for the last couple of years. Maybe that's good for the Bears. So that's just been wild card weekend. Usually, the trend is that's right. Wild card okay. weekend, Freddie. Yeah, that okay. is that is the first weekend since 2017. The count uh, as of play today, halfway through this first game with three games today, is thirteen and two against the spread. It's, uh, the dogs are nine and six straight up, and thirteen wow. and two against the number. Yeah, that's amazing. Crazy. That's amazing. Yep. I can't wait. I, when I leave here, I, I'll, as soon as I get to where I'm going, I'll, I'll pop it on Twitch.tv. We'll get to listen to Carmen and Yurko and Waddle break down the game and enjoy their tacos and probably some bourbon. And heck, you might even get Waddle having bourbon. You may have a three-way sleepover tonight. You know, That's fine. There's plenty of room. The guys are welcome. You know, I told them, bring some pajamas. They can stay. No problem. I'm, I'm kind of thinking Yurko doesn't sleep in pajamas, but that's oh, just me. Easy probably now. not. Yeah. Yeah, just his boxers. You did leave, you did leave the Malort here. So thank God. Yes, there's uh, none of that, please. It's just so awful. I, I'm sorry. It's just terrible. You can polish your furniture with this stuff. You oh, could. You yeah. could clean your floor. Sure. There's no doubt. Absolutely no it's doubt. Uh, have fun. We'll be watching throughout the day, and then we'll be listening tomorrow when you guys are breaking down the Bears game and everything else right here on ESPN 1000. Thanks, Carm. Have a good time. Uh, all right, Jensen. Enjoy the game. See ya. Take care, Carm.
Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. And uh, that, that's the one thing that's funny because, you know, Twitch.tv has been really big when it started, really big with the kids and the gamers and Fortnite and all this other stuff. And the first time I had heard about Twitch was from Tariq Cohen about two years ago when he was playing Fortnite and then talking about going on Twitch.tv. And um, it's it's interesting because, like, when I do a show with um, – um, with Mark Xander or something like that, and I want to go back and look at something, I can just bring it up on Twitch.tv and find it and, and look at the thing and everything else. It's very cool. And you just go to Twitch.tv and go to ESPN 1000 Chicago, and there's our channel right there, and you'll see those guys around 3.30 today. They'll also be on Nickelodeon. No, they're not. They're not going to be on Nickelodeon. They're going to, or maybe Yurko will dress as SpongeBob SquarePants. I don't know. We, no, we don't know that. SpongeBob No Pants. Yes. Well, like I said, yeah. There's no doubt he would be one of those guys. He'd be perfect. But <laughs> they have to shoot. They'll shoot it from the waist up. Three one two three three. Like any good Zoom meeting. Yes. Yes. Like any good Zoom meeting. Zoom's doing something now. I don't know if you saw the other day. They just announced that they're doing something so you can now add video from your own thing, kind of like you do with um, uh, PowerPoint and everything else. Zoom's doing that, and Zoom's, you know, Zoom has taken off in the stock market. It's been ridiculous. Uh, I've never, I've never, you know, because we we have jobs that you know basically are not really jobs. Right. I've never been on a Zoom meeting in my life. I never attend to be. So yeah, I've been. We've been at a few. The station here has a bunch of Zoom meetings and Zoom content yeah, I always, meetings. I always like forget that. to read those emails. You said how um, Zoom stock has taken off. Yeah. Every, like I, when I see how what Zoom's done, all I think is how did Skype blow this? Skype totally had it. And right. like, the, it was the only video thing that people had. And, and it just they dropped the ball. This was their chance. Yeah, everybody had Skype. They all knew what that was. Nobody had ever heard of Zoom before. And now, now it's being done by you know tons of people. Uh, friends of mine want to just get together. Family people want to get together for Zoom and things like that. So, and I know during yeah, how, the holidays, how does that virtual uh, cocktail hour go? How is that? The, you know, is that is that a thing? I know it's a thing, but yeah, it, it I guess doesn't seem like it's something I want to be involved in. Eh, not necessarily. Uh, you know, uh, then you always have to leave the screen and go get another one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, who knows? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll hear from Mitch. He's a guy that has a lot on the line. Could this be? A lot of people are saying, "Oh, the Bears are not set on bringing back Mitch yet." You think? Um, there'd be no reason for them to know it right now if they're going to bring him back or not. We'll see what happens today. We'll see if they have a have a playoff run that goes beyond today. Take your calls at three one two three three two three seven seven six. We still have Yurko's keys. We have Teddy Greenstein to hear from. We got a lot to do here. JD will join us. We'll also break down the uh, Saints in about forty five minutes. Mike Triplett, the uh, Saints reporter, will join us around two thirty. All of it right here on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Now, the PointsBet Sportsbook pregame show continues on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Bears and Saints going at it later on today at 340-ish, 345 kick. At the Superdome, and uh, time for the Tito's tip of the game. Brian Hanley, Fred Hubner. I'm looking at some stuff in the Sun Times and talk about a game the defense needs to step up. Brian, the first time they met in the overtime game, the Bears held the Saints to only one touchdown and four trips to the red zone and allowed two of 13 third down conversions. They were ranking first in the NFL in both categories. 
In eight games since, the Bears now rank 31st in both categories. Oh, boy. Allowing 17 touchdowns and 23 trips to the red zone, 49 of 96 on third down conversions. Um, yeah, it will definitely be tough if the defense doesn't buckle down. And I'm not sure how they can with Roquan Smith not being there. They need to have a big game from the D-line and obviously the two uh, outside linebackers with uh, with Quinn and Mack on the sides. And and the Bears offense was only one of five in the red zone against Green Bay. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. you gotta get you gotta be better than that, given how many uh points this Saints offense has averaged and and can put up on you on any given day. And um it both sides of the ball have to play, you know, damn near perfect football. And you know, I, I guess we buried the lead because my brother texted me, he's a big Notre Dame guy, and yeah. my old buddy Dustin Rhodes, I texted him, Man Titeo yeah. is active today. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah, so I don't think he'll be on the field necessarily. Oh, you but, don't know. Uh, you never unless know. Unless injury, right. But, yeah, so. Still looking Notre- for love, I guess. Hey, you know what? <laughs> you got Alex Bars and Mustafer. Why not another Notre Dame guy stepping up? And bring them all. the opportunity, right? Yeah, why not? There you go. Yeah, bring them all in. Uh, you I'm know. all for it. Yeah, I have no problem with that. That's fine. Um, the question uh, that was posed to Mitchell Trubisky earlier this week, and there's been a lot of them, to Mitch over the last couple of weeks, but is there any pressure on him or is just like nothing to lose when you take the field? Um, I would say maybe a little bit more to the, to the secondary one. Um, I mean, we got nothing to lose. We got nothing to lose. We know everybody's overlooking us. Um, they have the last, the, the back half of the season. So I think we've been just playing with that edge, that chip on our shoulder. Um, and we don't have anything to lose. So we should go out there play free, but that doesn't mean you're, uh, going out there and not doing your job, we got to be locked into the small details of our game plan and, and our job descriptions and um, and just play hard and, and play with a lot of passion and will. And if we do that, I think we'll, we'll give ourselves a good chance. But we got to come in playing smart and, and play disciplined football. But uh, that doesn't mean coming in and being uptight. I think go in, play free, and like we got nothing to lose. It, I think playing with like they have nothing to lose. And obviously, if you get, they go out there, try to win, don't play uptight. There's no reason for them to be uptight. Like he said, nobody's ex- nobody expects them, even Bears fans, don't expect them to win this game today. No, and, and I don't know if he came to that conclusion himself and uh, or did the, the coaches plant that seed as early as they could this week that right. the whole world's against you because it's as cliche and as uh, all the coaching trick as you'll find. But sure. Guys buy into it, right? Yeah. The only, one who, only ones who believe in us are right here in this room, so let's, let's go out now. I mean, are they playing with house money because they didn't beat Green Bay? They didn't get in. They they got in with help from the Rams, and who cares? Here you are. You only get how many opportunities to be in two out of the last three years have been in the playoffs. Um, but it's not exactly an annual uh, ex- exercise here with the Chicago Bears, so you take them when you can get them. But, to, you know, Mitch, he's been, he's been efficient, right? The last six games, 70% completion rate. Yeah. 10 TDs, five interceptions, and those interceptions, I mean, they're, they're the ones you just go, wow, when you see them. Like, you, 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 just, you just, why'd you throw in a triple coverage in the end zone? Yes. You just can't, you can't yeah. do that. And you can't certainly do that today because this Saints team likes to take the ball away. But that said, can you just have the short passing game? Uh, David Montgomery is going to go up against a pretty stout uh, run defense in New Orleans today. So, Mitch, is he going to have to take more than the occasional shot downfield and and really keep that defense honest? I I would say yes, um, but I'm not so sure how much 
Bill Lazor or Matt Nagy, whoever's actually calling the plays these days, is going to want to roll the dice. But you have to play big boy football more than a little bit today in order to to keep up with the New Orleans uh, point production. So it's great if you're going to be playing loose and easy and, and got nothing to lose, but you're also going to have to take your shots when you get them. You mentioned uh, New Orleans defense. They are fourth in the NFL against the run. They are fifth in the NFL against the pass. So totally, they're fourth. Fourth in total yards, 310.9 yards per game they allow. And um, not bad. Um, but their secondary, the Bears were able to throw the ball. Nick Foles was able to throw the ball uh, against them earlier in the season. Allen Robinson had a decent game. You also had uh, Mooney with a nice game. Now, we know he's not going to be there, but I mentioned earlier, um, Miller will be. Anthony Miller had eight catches for 73 yards against New Orleans, and that's going to be something they're going to need to do. They're going to need to throw the ball to try to open up the run a little bit and try to get some uh, space for David Montgomery because it is a different David Montgomery. I went when I went back and looked, Mustafer was at center uh, at that time, but it might have been the first game he was back right. or he was yeah. at the center position. He's He and uh, Bars and um, Whitehair have really improved the middle of that line. So hopefully they can do something running the ball with David Montgomery and hopefully, you know, um, Matt Nagy decides to hand the ball off hey, uh, and, a few times. Know, we know how much Mitch and why wouldn't you depends on Allen Robinson, right? Yeah. Given the how he's his security blanket, he's uh, obviously the the best receiver the Bears have. We didn't even talk about it. He was out of Thursday's practice with a hamstring, limited Friday. Will play today, but if he's at eighty percent or whatever it is, you know, again, other guys are going to have to make plays when they get targeted. Um, I still expect Allen Robinson uh, to to get the majority of targets, especially with Mooney being out. But you know, guys, the the other guys going to have to step up because. On the other side, Kamara can, as you mentioned earlier in the show, he not only can run the ball, he's yes. he can catch the ball. He did it against the Bears, and he's done it against everyone yeah. uh, this season. So. Yeah, he really has. When we come back, we'll hear from Allen Robinson. He had more than 100 catches during the season. We'll see what he can do today. We'll hear from him when we come back in just two minutes here on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show.